Hello and welcome to Paddock Chat, a West Midlands group podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. Each episode, we delve into topics on the farming horizon and help you in the search for the answers needed to confidently navigate the future ahead. So let's dive into today's episode. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Regan Manns from RSM Australia, who is based in the Durian Bay office. And we're going to just pull apart the budget that's just been released last week, the federal budget, and just clarify what we were expecting to happen for farming relevant to agriculture, some of the things that didn't happen that we thought may have potentially popped up that have been discussed, and then just some of the things potentially that are in in the future to just be aware that that could be coming. So welcome, Regan. Thanks, Nathan. Glad to join you guys again to run through a bit of a budget recap. Let's start right off the bat. Our last episode, we were looking at the changes to the write-off thresholds for assets. Has all of that come through as as planned in the budget? Yeah, so I guess it's probably a great spot to start. We covered in detail sort of the temporary full expensing measures previously and how they impact businesses. Um, so as expected, they are coming to an end at June 30, 2023. So next month, that'll be the end of those temporary full expensing measures. Originally, prior to the budget, the expectation was we would return to the old small business rules with pooling and an instant write-off threshold of $1,000. So if you bought anything that was more than $1,000, it would go into the pool. The budget for 2023 has temporarily increased that $1,000 limit again, but only to $20,000. So they've bumped it back up to twenty dollars which was a limit that we've had previously. So anything purchased under $20,000, if you're in the small business rules from July 2023 through until June 2024, will be fully tax deductible. Anything over that $20,000 limit will go into the small business pool as it did previously. We sort of thought it would be increased from $1,000 because obviously you can't get a lot for $1,000 anymore. We just didn't know the number. So they've come in at 20 grand. Good to get confirmation on that before the end of year. One other thing to do with depreciation that they announced was a bit of a bonus deduction for anything that's to do with electrification. So basically what this means is if your business invests in assets that are used to help electrify your business, the idea being to help reduce carbon emissions, you get a bonus 20% deduction. So there's limited application potentially in farming, but an example that's been put forward is, you know, you you spend 15 grand, for example, on a solar pump setup, you're looking at an extra $3,000 tax deduction as a bonus. So you would get the $15,000 deduction for the pump itself because it's under the $20,000 limit. And then because it is a solar setup, you would get another $3,000 without actually having to spend anything. So it's nice to see the government have thrown that one in as well. And that's uh, yeah pretty relevant because I know a lot of the pumps around the region now are, are solar being converted from the old windmills. And yep. that, so, yeah, potentially yep. could be a lot more can go in. Exactly. What are some of the other smaller things, Regan, that kind of come through that either we were expecting or, or, you know, they kind of snuck them in? Yeah, so there was a lot of things that sort of got solidified, I guess, a little bit by omission in some ways. So one of the ones that we were waiting to hear about was the stage three tax cuts. So these were announced and legislated quite a while ago when they're set to kick off from 1 July 2024. So not the financial year we're heading into, but the following one. And basically, there was no plan changes to those. And this was not the last opportunity, but certainly the last 
practical opportunity for the government to make changes or any material changes there. So in theory, that means that from 1 July 24, we'll end up with less tax brackets for individuals. So it's going to mean probably the biggest and simplest way to explain it is that anyone earning as an individual between 45000 and 200000 will be sitting on a top tax rate of 30%. And then once you go over 200000 it jumps back up to the 45. But they've essentially deleted some of those middle brackets around the 32 and 37 cents rate. So at this stage, that will proceed from 1 July 24. I'd heard there was likely changes to the taxing of large super superannuation balances. Yeah, so this was actually one they slipped out before the budget. Um, they announced that there was going to be an intention to tax earnings on super balances greater than $3 million at a rate of 30%. They didn't talk too much about it in the budget, but we do have confirmation that it is coming at some point and we expect that to come through. It obviously does only affect high balances. It's individuals with balances greater than $3 million, but we do have clients that we're finding obviously have put farming land into super funds and the price of farming land has increased substantially over the last couple of years. So it certainly will impact some farming clients. And the concern that's being raised and being pushed back through to the government is more around how they're going to tax that 30% because it's talking about taxing unrealized gains. So it's actually talking about looking at the movement in market value so if, for example, you had a piece of farming land in your super fund that was worth $3.1 million and you don't sell it, you just keep holding it, but market value means that it's gone from $3.1 to $3.2, you've made a $100,000 capital gain, and the current legislation that they proposed is that $100,000 capital gain will actually be taxed even if you haven't sold the land. So that's probably the biggest concern because that obviously causes cash flow issues because you have to pay the tax before you've even realised that gain. So that's certainly something that a lot of advisors are putting together packages to sort of explain to the government the implications of this, particularly for farming clients. Obviously, it's not a final piece of legislation yet, so it is still possible that that will change. If it goes through unchanged, I think we would be one of the first countries in the world to be taxing unrealised gains. So let's hope they change that one before it comes into effect. And hopefully we'll hear hear a bit more about it before uh, it, it does go through that, that there will be changes just to make it a little bit better for agriculture, particularly farmers. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. Have, you know, for various reasons, put their farming land into their super fund. The increase in land value yeah, is, is pushing a lot of people up. Yeah, for sure. Have we missed anything that uh, we kind of were expecting to come through that we need to clarify for our region before we move on to some of the things that we thought they might change but didn't? There's just a few smaller things. So we knew that super guarantee was supposed to be increasing in 0.5 increments. And this was sort of the last opportunity for them to put a freeze on that before it changes in July. They haven't announced anything. So super guarantee will move up from 10.5 to 11% from 1st of July, 2023. It's just a small one, but it's great for business owners just to take an opportunity to review their payroll, make sure that the increase is going to flow through in their first pay runs in July. And the fuel rebate that's been on people's minds a little bit, what happened there? Yeah, so that's definitely one. There was a bit of discussion around as to whether they would make substantial changes to the ability to claim fuel tax credits for off-road use. Fortunately, no changes at this stage um, for off-road use. They have increased the levy on 
heavy vehicles for on-road use by a rate of 6% per year for three years. And that effectively is going to decrease the amount that road transport companies and businesses like that can claim back on their fuel excise. So you can sort of see how they've started to implement that for um, sort of freight businesses. And the concern was that that may have been applied to farmers and other entities that use their equipment off-road. But at this stage, that's unchanged in this budget. So is there anything else we've kind of missed in in all of that that, that's kind of relevant to our region? A lot of it had sort of been announced prior with that superannuation changes and we kind of knew about the tax cuts for individuals so it was kind of confirming things we already knew were happening. The biggest one that was sort of just giving us that dollar value of 20000 for what the instant write-off threshold is going to change to. So yeah, it's good to have confirmation on that. So that concludes this podcast episode that's just designed to give us a quick, short, sharp overview of what the budget means, the federal budget means for our region uh, and, and our farming uh, members. And uh, we encourage you to reach out to RSM Australia if you require any more information. RSM have been a strong sponsor of the West Midlands Group for a number of years now, and we thank them for their support. So we'll see you all next time uh, in another episode of Paddock Chat Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do. For more information, including how to become a member, visit our website where you can sign up at any time. Links can be found in the show notes. See you next time for some more Paddock Chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.